Lafondra looking to get side of Fon. Lafondra away from David. 3-1 running. Three points running. Hello, everyone. It's that time of the week. It's the Elm Park Royals post-match podcast brought to you by Blue Collar Street Food. And of course, we're reviewing another loss. We're playing away. We simply cannot win away. 15 games without a win now. Sorry to start this off on a negative note, but there's not much positive to say about a run like that. But to discuss some of the... I'm sure there'll be a few positives we'll be able to pull out um, today. We have got Nick joining us today. How are you, Nick? Hi, Matt. Uh, a bit fed up after last night, if I'm honest. It, it wasn't the best performance. I can't cheer you up, really, can I? You are you're you're oh. in the dumps a bit. <laughs> yeah, not happy. And to join Nick as well, we've got Paul as well. Paul, are you equally unhappy as Nick? I am. I'm trying not to be. I'm trying to find positives. And it is just I was saying before we started recording, it is very amazing situation that we've reached that Matt, you are now the positive one <laughs> in the whole group, which is incredible. But it's good. Hopefully we can find. I've thought of one, but I will bring it up later. I mean, there's some dystopian universe I think I've flown myself to. So, but um, but but yeah, we we will we'll dive into the game a bit because um, I mean, Nick, you were at the game yesterday. Um, kind of arriving. Um, I was obviously there with with with, with Alex and um, with my mate Dean. We arrived. We saw the team news. Um, and Ia Bishman was out the team news. Uh, was out the team sheet. Sorry. Kind of give us your thoughts on the team news when it came out. Were you a bit dejected? How are you feeling? Yeah, I lost a bit of confidence. I was actually at McDonald's when I was reading the team news, and it just ruined my ruined my burger. If I'm honest, uh, he's been our goal scorer this season. He's given us something up front. Uh, not not really a target man, but he's someone who can get the ball and hold on to it, bring other players into the game. And without that, I did worry we wouldn't have that. With Vickers isn't that sort of player, and Aziz showed he actually impressed me up front in the second half against Exeter with Ibishman and uh they linked up well and I thought that could be what what we go with uh but Aziz and Vickers I don't think it really worked and uh I, I didn't have too much confidence that that would work as a partnership either so I was a bit disappointed but it did make me wonder if there was something up with him and I think Sellers did confirm he's a bit in, at injury risk at the moment due to probably playing so much I mean, he's played every game so far this season. I think mean, he started them all. Uh, or maybe Ipswich thing came on as well, didn't he? But he started the other six games. So he's yeah, he's probably he's twenty years old, playing senior football regularly for the first time. So I get it. But it's uh, when the other strikers are missing or injured, Smith and Ballard. It's a bit worrying to see the main focal point on the bench. Yeah, one positive potentially that came from it was Ben Elliott um, coming in coming into the side. I mean, Paul, his his position at the moment, I think a lot of people want to see him centrally. He's kind of stuck out on the wing at the moment. But seeing Elliot kind of properly for the first time, I think it's his first full start in the league um, as well. What are your thoughts on Elliot at the moment starting? I mean, what I've seen of Elliot, I quite like, but I don't like him in that position. But I don't think that's really shocking news to any Redden fans listening, it's not ideal, but nothing really is ideal about lots of our players and the positions they're playing. So he's just another one of those. Uh, I think you just need to give him a lot longer than where we are because he looks like he's got technical ability. He's obviously very, very raw when it comes to playing in senior football. So I think we just have to wait on that one. But I'm optimistic about him. 
Well, if there was one thing that Sellers probably would have said before the match to the players, away from home, very cliche, don't give away a massive chance in the 40th second. It didn't take long for Cambridge to have a, I wouldn't say brilliant chance, but it, it was a it was a big chance, Nick. Um, I mean, in the ground, just after the start, it's not really what you want to be seeing after 40 seconds. No, it wasn't the best start. We got away with it massively. I don't think the can't remember who headed the ball to be fair for Cambridge, um, but their their attacker headed it pretty much straight at. But it's still a really good save. He had to react to it. But if he puts it in the corner, he's he's scored. Um, I think it was Sally Kai Kai for Cambridge caused us a few problems on their left. And uh, I think if he actually played on their right, where we're having issues at left back, he could have really torn us apart. I thought in Ben Gabe had a troublesome winger on his hand and did okay with him. But I think he went round about two or three players, just sort of bumbled through with a bit of skill and uh, good ball across. They should score, but we got away with it. And I thought, okay, we need to settle quickly. Otherwise, this could be a, a bad start. And if we go behind, I struggle to see us get back into a game. Uh, but yeah, worrying start, uh, but we got away with it. It was a really good save from Bayern, who's really impressed me so far since he's joined. It's been really good, I think. Yeah, it's one of those that I think falls into the category anywhere but there if you're the striker. Got it on target, but um, it was a good save by Button nonetheless to make sure it didn't go over the line. Um, Paul, the first 10, 15 minutes, it, it was very similar to Exeter. We struggled to get going. Um, you can say it's a trend. I mean, you know, you can look at away games dating back however long you want with Reading, to be honest, to find, you know, dismal trends at the moment. But it's... It was another slow start. At home, we've seen Reading come out and be really aggressive, be on the front foot, be pressing. But away from home, it's just not happening at the moment. Yeah, well, Sellers wasn't happy with them after the match. He said from the first minute, they didn't stick to the plan, basically, they wanted from them. It is hard to, when you hear these stats, about two points from 45 possible in the way matches. And as a club, that's completely true. But when you look at the team, this is a completely different team to the one that was playing in the championship last season. Um, but still, have we made a good start away from home in League One? Uh, no, we haven't. Have we been outclassed? Have we been thrashed in any of the matches? No. Port Vale was the game when we did get away with it, I feel. We could have conceded a lot of goals in that game. I don't know. I, the away form is just... It is a major worry because the mentality of the young players, how they're going to cope with having that hanging over them and it's not their fault the more it becomes draining on them it is a bit of a problem and as much say on that chance that Cambridge had in the first minute if you watch it back Carson actually does put a challenge in just maybe maybe made a difference to him actually scoring how he didn't score I have no idea he's got 90% of the goal hasn't he Yes, no, he does. And um, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, half the fans were probably still still taking their seats at that point. It's um, kind of set set the tone for that first 15 minutes. I mean, Cambridge came out, they were they were good, they were organised, you know, but again, we struggled to get going. And uh, I mean, you just want to see the team come out and actually try and establish itself in a game, you know, at the start. I guess probably the one game we probably did do that was Port Vale this year. And after that first 15 minutes, we were shocking. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of the reverse. When you think about it, that probably is it. I mean, maybe slightly against Peterborough. Okay, maybe we started okay. But yeah, yeah how did that happen against Port Vale? For 15 minutes, I thought we were really good. And then missed the penalty. And then it was, wow, 
bad. Right. <laughs> but let's not get involved. <laughs> well, to to bounce things up a bit and bring things up, we had a chance. We had a very good chance in the first half. It fell to Kalen Vickers, and I think also um, I think it was also Ben Elliott as well who had another rebound. I mean, Nick. I can't lie. I thought this was in at the time. I, I don't know how we didn't score um, from this chance. I was chatting to um, uh, the chat chat from um, under the Abbey podcast as well at halftime. He didn't know how the keeper kept it out. Oh, just these, these small moments at the moment, you know, just aren't going for us. I mean, talk us through the chance and what you were thinking. Yeah, we were talking about the one where Nibs drives through. It's just, I'm on yes. the right. Yeah. So yeah, Nibs beats his man. He's he's done quite well, and uh, a defender comes across, stops him from probably finishing himself. To be honest, it falls to Aziz, and in fairness to Aziz, he's struck it quite well. But Nibs is on the floor, and it hits Nibs. Um, so it then falls to Vickers. I think he's slightly stretched and slightly wide. Um, the keeper, I think, gets something on it, and then I think it falls to Ben Elliott who misses as well. But yeah, I think the. the bit we should have scored from I think was probably Aziz because he's got the goal gaping if he just gets height on it it's a goal he just because he hits it low it hits nibs of all people which is quite frustrating and I think yeah that was our first chance we weren't really having much luck against Cambridge at the time and I just felt right hopefully this is a start of more to come and we can start taking control of the game but we, we didn't and like you said about luck you've got to make your own luck at times but we aren't getting any luck and I think Aziz in particular is getting no like we watch him warming up. Or I think at the training session that fans went to the other week, I saw as well that Aziz is scoring goals for fun, warming up yesterday, scoring goals for fun. So it's not that he can't score, it's not that he can't finish. I think something mentally is affecting him at the right moments in the in a match that's more pressurized and he's making either the wrong decisions or just struggling with composure. I think once he scores that first goal, I do think, he's getting in so many dangerous positions. I think he's getting too criticised compared to some of the other players who aren't getting in his positions at least. And I do feel that if he gets one or two goals, he could really take off and score, score a hat for at this level. Mm-hmm. Problem is though, being a striker, those chances need to be scored. And I think that's, that's, that's the problem. You know, I think with a lot of people with 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 Aziz right now, and you know, like I hope he does come through and comes good and starts scoring and starts backing him. But I mean, Paul, you know, it's it's tough at the moment. It is for Aziz, but I thought he I thought he was better last night. I thought he was making better decisions, and there was a cross in the first half which, if Vickers anticipates it, he could have had quite a good chance there. If Kelvin's playing, I feel like he might have got on the end of it. You don't know; it's all hypothetical, but. Uh, there were definitely moments when I thought he's not being so rash here. He's not just, you know, trying to shot from 35 yards. And he wasn't doing that last night. So uh, I, I thought there was some improvement in him. But I agree, if you're a striker, you need to be scoring some of these chances. Um, we've just got to hope, haven't we? What other options have we got at the moment? Not many. So We've, we've only scored, outside of Kelvin, the next top scorer's own goal with two goals. It's says it all and the other some of the other guys with Kamara and Savage are cup goals and even Kelvin three of his goals from a cup and t- his two league goals are in one game it's quite worrying when you think about it I know we're missing players but that's really poor and we're not if this doesn't improve and these strikers don't come back and start scoring which I'm sure Smith will then I think I just think we're going to struggle to beat teams I think I don't think we'll lose a lot you know it might draw one all or nil nil but because I think Matt you were saying that we've got the lowest XG of big chances 
um, given away or, or something like that, yep. wasn't it? Yes, so yeah. Good. So on on yeah on that front, you know, kind of defensively, really strong. You know, we got the uh, it's it's joint joint lowest xG total given up, big chances, not giving up big chances. You know, um, we'll come on to I guess some of the other Cambridge chances they had later today, but you know they're not. Well, I guess to the statisticians, and uh, you can debate either way how kind of relevant they are. But I mean, kind of when you look at it like that they're not doing too badly and you know they're controlling a game quite well we're quite high in the possession as well but you know it's like it's it's what you do with it we're we are creating chances though as well you know there are chances being created they're just not being put away on that possession i'd really this is not like a criticism or like some kind of smart ass comment here i'd really like to know how where that position possession is possession is yeah because um, that's quite yeah. happening at the back i don't have any problem with that yeah. but if it's not so much of it is in the final third you do feel like it's slightly it's all pointless but even in the central third part of the pitch i don't yeah. feel much of it is there no you're, and, you're, spot, you're spot on yeah I, I feel the the problem with the team isn't really so much the attackers or the defensive side of course there's there's issues there but the creativity and the link up in that midfield it just doesn't work well you it know, was half the problem last night defend. yeah it was it was half the problem last night they uh, and it was the same extra in the first half the the midfield is being negated each each or well, on both the last two games um it, it's it's going to it's going out wide to the fullbacks coming back to the center backs it might go into Hutchinson or Savage but he'll just play it back and then it goes over to Nibs or Aziz or you know who's on the wing or Ia Bishman up, up, up top yesterday we were trying to play behind time after time against a low block I mean yeah we discussed it on the on the preview pod, podcast that Cambridge like to play a low block what do you not do against a team that plays a low block try and play balls in behind that's the whole point of a low block you know and that was what was baffling me in the first half because it was just we were trying it time and time again and you know like nibs is he's 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 quite quick but you know he, like and morrison isn't that quick and the the other center back they had um bennett isn't the quickest either but you're not going to get him behind because of, because of where they're sitting they're sitting too deep and it just baffled me in the first half that did I don't yeah. disagree with you at all there. I mean, I look at Hutchinson and I think he's a good player for two-thirds of the pitch for us. I think he's been fine. But when he starts to try and be creative, he's it's not. going to be more more times than not. It's not going to work. Um, yeah. He should give it to the other players more if he can. Uh, that's my feeling on that. Yeah, sorry, Nick. This, yeah, I was just going to say, like what you guys have just said is spot on. It's not quite Yapstam passing possession football where it's out Habsy McShane and more keeping it between themselves for... 80% of the game. It's not quite that bad, but the midfield is just not there. And I think Charlie Savage will grow over the season. He's 20. He just doesn't dominate games at the moment, which is what we sort of need. And Hutch isn't that sort of player either. He's more of a holding midfielder who'll get stuck in, but he's not going to dominate. Our midfield's not there. And I don't know if it's a numbers thing with three, maybe Ben Elliott dropped in as well. We have the three midfielders. We might be able to then progress the ball from the back to the midfield to the attack. But we can't, and we just bypass the midfield in the end. They're not going long or trying to hit the channels. Uh, yeah, we just we just don't dominate midfield, and we just overrun. I think there's no movement in the midfield yesterday. There's Hutchinson and Savage both coming short with a man behind them. No one moving around them or making sort of angles. It was just a bit same old there, and I don't know if it's Sellers' tactic or just the wrong suit, the wrong midfield to suit that. But yeah, it's just not not working and. We're going to have to bypass that midfield to progress the I ball think, forward in, in this system, I think. 
I do think though one like one thing for the midfield they need to be braver. Savage needs to be a bit more kind of adventurous because you'll see you'll see um, you know a, a fantastic crossfield you know 40 50 yard pass from Savage but you'll see it once every 30 minutes you know at, like I'm not saying do that you know every every 5 minutes but just be a bit more adventurous trying you know go forward a bit um you know turn into the space Savage was quite good in that in pre-season turning into space but yeah you know um I mean, dipping into the next chance that kind of came up, um, Cambridge, another big chance from a corner, Nick. It was an unmarked header. Um, again, it was probably one that they should have scored from because, again, it had a bit of pinball, if not from the first header, from the, the the rebound, which was kind of from two, three yards, really, that was put wide. Yeah, it's uh, pretty much a free header. He's headed back in someone's back of someone's head, I think, and it's fallen to their player sort of on the corner of the six-yard box. And... He's just got hit the target. Button scrambling. Button might save it, to be fair. He's getting across, but it's not easy to react five yards out. And uh, the, the guy heads it, heads it wide. It's another one we've got away with. They got a bit lucky with how it fell to him, I'll be honest. Um, but I, I think I noticed, of course, although we're we're doing a sort of a mixture on the sellers of zonal and man marking. Uh, you know, the Panovic zonal didn't work at all. Then I think Ince went back to man marking. We're now doing like a hybrid version of that at the moment. But you're seeing, like, Morrison, we all know, is very good in the air. And you've got Bennett up there as well. And Charlie Savage is marking Morrison. I mean, when you see us get a corner and you see Morrison and Bennett are marking Abby and Harley Dean, centre-back on centre-back, the best headers of the ball and the best headers of the ball. I, why is... I, I don't get the reason behind it. something I'd love to find out because there must be a reason behind the logic, the logic answer to it. But Charlie Savage and Morrison, you're always going to struggle... We were only clearing their corners most of the time because they weren't beating the first man and we're getting away. But if you hit Morrison, he's going to beat Charlie Savage in the air. One point, Charlie, I think it's from the corner before this chance, Charlie Savage gets blocked off by another Cambridge player. Morrison's very smart. He knows where to run. Make sure Savage gets blocked off. And if it gets to Morrison, he's, he's bumping that into the back of the net there. And uh, it just makes me wonder. I, I like it, but it's man marking again or the hybrid version. But... We need to have the best headers of the ball marking threats at front corners. Otherwise, they're just gonna they're just gonna score if it falls to them. It's uh, yeah. something I can well, see. Well, Cam- Cambridge had it on 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 our set plays. Um, Harley Dean was being marked by Morrison. I thought that was a fantastic battle. That's just like a classic League One yeah. experience battle there. But that's what you want in our box. You don't want to, you know. Yeah, I completely yeah, get it's it. A mismatch. Yeah. Um. Well. That, that was kind of it for the for the first half. It, it, it was it kind of petered out a bit toward, towards the end. One thing that did happen when we when we came out for the second half, we came out with a bit more oomph, which was nice to see. Um, and we started pressuring their goal a bit more. Again, similar to the Exeter game, to be honest. Um, we started coming out a bit more threatening. And we... After, Actually, well, Ia Bishman comes on, comes on first. Ia Bishman comes on quite early. He comes on about 55, 53 minutes, I think it was in the in um, uh, in the end. Comes on, we missed him massively in the first half. Um, you, like it's it's interesting seeing how much of a cut above I think Ia Bishman is in the front line. Um, again, the chat from the Abbey podcast was saying he was glad he wasn't playing playing for the first half. I think kind of seeing his second half performance. He probably would have been happy he wasn't playing for, for the full 90 because he he's a menace. He's got good ball control. He's strong, got good feet, can get a shot away. Um, but, you know, the chance that we fashion, Paul, that came um, in the second half, I 
comes from a corner, really. You know, Har- Harley Dean um, and Mark Tedder knocks it over the bar. Probably should do better. Uh, possibly. Yeah, possibly. I think it was marginally above him. But, yeah, it is a chance. There's no doubt on that. Um, yeah, there wasn't much else, was there, really, in this? Uh, well, there was one right at the end, wasn't there? Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> I just remembered that. We'll, we'll, oh, dear. We'll, we'll get to that post of uh, a bit of Peter's my therapy <laughs> session ready, booked in. <laughs> like... That and I think uh, 1,200 Reading fans that are in the stadium, apart like that did, that thought... I have got something here, a question here from... Uh, mm. something I'm trying to like, put something out on Twitter earlier, asking for positives. Um, ben uh, Waite says, we scored during the halftime Zorb game. Still lost it, though. I mean, uh, it's uh, kind of like, <laughs> I don't know what you take from that. But like... Yeah, but the halftime Zorb player was absolutely shocking. I'm sorry if he listens to this <laughs> podcast. Um, you didn't do Reading proud. You should have just completely run in head first and just run the guy over and then run <laughs> with the ball each time. You, you were too passive. He looked knackered, didn't he, after that first chance? He missed the open goal and then he just looked knackered after that. He was, he was gone, mentally gone. Yeah. <laughs> and there's another one here, actually, in a positive. Cambridge had a nice bar clubhouse that was open to away fans and was cheap too. Other than that, I don't think there was any positives. That's from Ryan Fox. I'm trying to bring that. some light hardness into it because it's a bit, you know, it's a say We found ourselves in a kebab house that was pretty much decked in plywood. It was the weirdest place that it ever wow. um, did. Massive amounts of food, yeah. It was, um, yeah, no, we missed that. That sounds gutting. It's a bit like Sutton, Sutton away had a um, good clubhouse, but um, but but yeah, um, dipping back to the game quickly. The well, Ia Bisherman had a good chance as well. Some neat play that he had, um, on the left was able to fashion a chance, gets deflected, goes, goes just wide. Um, there was a few half chances in there, but we might as well just jump to the crucial part in the half, right? You know, it's the it's the goal. We, it's so frustrating because kind of even though we will have chancing chances, I just don't have the feeling that we can score away at the moment. Um, and I mean, Nick, when when the goal happened, I I said it to Alex and and, and Dean about ten minutes prior. It's either going to end nil nil or one nil to Cambridge. One nil came, um, and I've watched it back, and I think it's Yeardham on the right because I think he's just switched to, to to right back at that point, and I think it's Harley Dean as well. They kind of just fall over. It's again, it's just one of those goals which you just look at and you just think, just a bit more defensiveness. The cross to, that comes in in the first place as well. Moler should cut it out. I mean, Nick, give us your thoughts. Yeah, I think firstly, yeah, Moler's done too easy, and we've been saying for the last couple of weeks that we've got a problem with left backs being done too easy. We know Ness is not good defensively, and he's been dropped for whether that's a footballing reason or not. I don't know. Um, Carson just loses concentration, he gets caught out, caught out too often. And now Mola's causing similar issues. And it's like, we've just got a problem at left back. And like, did we just put T-Mac there or or Yeard on there just to be safe for a few games, just pick up some results and then bring one of them back into the side? I don't want to judge Mola too harshly because he was on for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and he's probably not played for a while. He's probably rusty, but he is done too easy. Ball comes across. They bring on the big man, Okimbire, I think you say. I'm not sure if that's his name, Okimbire. And he just puts it in. He just bring on that fresh legs, a bit of pace, strong striker up front. And uh, yeah, one chance, like you're saying, it's even 0-0, 1-0 Cambridge at that point. We The subs, I mean, Rashesha coming on as an attacking mid says it all, doesn't it? I like Rashesha, but he's not an attacking mid. It shows our options. Kelvin's the only attacking option on our bench at the moment. 
because uh, there's no other alternatives. I mean, you could have put Basil Tuma back in there, I guess. But I, I'm quite frustrated Ballard was away with England under-19s. I'm sure he could have missed a couple of days with them to play for a senior football team. That really annoys me. Um, I should have done more there to have him involved because he could have made a difference there just being on the bench. It just gives you an extra attacking option, doesn't it? Yeah. Because, I mean, like like you say, without without Smith, we're, you know, we're down, you know, two of three strikers you know, essentially in that, in, in, in that front. And it's, you know, you're going to be crippled at that point. You've not got a plan B to come on. I mean, I've seen people questioning, does, does, does Sellers have a plan B? Well, with the squad at the moment, you know, can there be a plan B with, with the options? Like you say, Nick, there's no options actually really there, you know, for, for, for a plan B. It's difficult. Um, It's easy to say it, but I mean, Paul, like what, 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 what were your thoughts kind of on, on, on the goal and kind of the, the situation at the end. Big, bring on Andy Carroll. That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's not go there. Come on. Yeah, everybody thinks he's like a majestic striker. He's just oh woeful for us for a lot of the time he was with us, but um particularly this season. The goal is poor, isn't it? Um it's poor from Mola, but like Nick says, he's only just come into the team and come into the game. He had hadn't any games for a while. So we'll wait and see on that one. Also I think I would probably start team out there in that left back position now because we've had so many bad defensive goals there. And I'm not saying that team out will stop every single goal because he won't, but I think he might be a better option than what we've yeah. got on the defensive side. Nibs, where was he? He wasn't helping Mola, was he at all? So I think he's poor defensively. I think that's part of the reason Carson struggles. I don't think Nibs, Exeter as well. He was really struggling with their winger. He was a lonely for Chelsea. Dion Rankin really struggled with him. And I just don't think Nibs helps him. I think when Yeardon came on, he was a bit better defensive because I think Yeardon pulls him in and tells him, you've got to jump in and do, you know, do your do your work defensively. But when Carson's there, he's not really tracking back enough for him. And I think that's part of the issue for Carson in defence mm. to him. Um, yeah, no, probably is true. Yeah, like you say, he does switch off as well. I mean, he got away with that in the Stevenage oh, game. Yeah, yeah. But he's a young player again. But I, I look at the, you know, finally they beat David Button, who I've got to say, he was the one positive, one of the positives from last night. I honestly mm -hmm. think that I, I can't remember a mistake that he's made. I think he looks decent when he gets the passes back to him. He's not amazing on the ball or anything, but he looks solid and... Mm -hmm takes all the crosses. I, I So far, I couldn't give him anything but, you know, a big tick for a signing. I, I think he's, he's, really he's done good. what he's needed to do, really. He's, well, he's, he's very good. Yeah. He, he's calming the back line. He's good at, like, when the ball comes to him, he's good. His distribution went a bit wayward in the last 10 minutes yesterday. Yeah. But on the whole, very solid. You know, he's making the saves that that, that he needs to make, which, you know, we, we've been critical of keepers in the past that haven't done that. So, um, so, so yeah, kind of no qualms on on him. Really, with the goal, um, just, just, just on a last note on that for me, one of the biggest things is, is the midfield because you've got, it was their number 27, um, Kumai Gordon, I think it is, their new signing. Him and um, Okenabiri, that's the two mouthfuls, that is, those two players. Um, you got both them kind of either side of Hutchinson, and Hutchinson just jogs back, jogs back, jogs back. Maybe you could say that um, uh, Craig in midfield, where, where was he as well? But Hutchinson's got to do more to kind of go back and track those two because he just leaves a, a chasm between... Um, you know the defense and and the strikers, and it just leaves an easy tap in. You know, if if, if he cuts back, he will actually be in front of um, uh, Oken Okenabiri, 
um, and might be able to cut the cross out. Shoulda, woulda, couldas. You know, um, you've got to do more there. I think if you if you're Hutchinson, it's late in the game, yes, but you've got to track back there. You know, that could have saved a goal and could have saved a point. Um, jumping on to the Sorry, final just, moment, just North. one more quick thing on the goal. I saw someone say earlier on Twitter or X, whatever we call it these days. Um, changing the defence so much, unsettling the defence. One thing you don't really change unless you have to is a defence during a game because it's unsettling. And I think Yearland coming off of Carson was the right decision because I think Carson was getting caught out too much. And Yearland was doing fine there. Um, but then taking off Mbenge as well for Mola, was it just to get Mola on for the sake of a debut or was it? The, 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 I think I think the problem with it is is there is so much demand of the fullbacks. I mean, Carson is bombing up and down and he looks shattered every time after 60 minutes. Same with Mbenge. I, I don't think the way Sellers wants to play, I don't think you can start two fullbacks and finish with them in the same game just because of the yeah. demands on them. Um, I think the problem comes with bringing Yeardam on as left back then switching him to right back. Yeah. Just bring him on as right really back, you know, yeah. just, and like, I know some will say, well, Carson needs to come off first. Mola maybe couldn't play, but I mean, if Mola can't play 30 minutes, you know, and he's on the bench, if he can only play 15 minutes, what's the point? You know, um, that's, that, that, that'd be it for me. It's yeah. Like I, I'm not too, I, like, I'm not too against the subbing the left backs off. It's more the switching of the positions mm, because you, you want consistency. You want consistency yeah. there, and you know, start bringing Yedem on for five minutes at left back, moving to right back. It's just yeah, you you just want to settle into a team. You can't do that if you're switching on. The one interesting thing, um, Yedem didn't get the captain's band off um, Abby when he came on. Abby finished as captain. Is that something maybe that will continue? Yes, we'll have to see. But Nick, the last minute, or maybe not the last minute, 95th minute, were you celebrating in the stadium or had you already gone? Yeah, I, I did. I was there and I was celebrating because it looked like I didn't think it had crossed the line. I was a bit gutted. But then when he points, it looks like he's given the goal. So I was celebrating embarrassingly, yes. I think I must have been the, the I, I, to be, I was quite miserable at that point. So um, I think I was the only one probably who wasn't celebrating. Um, I did kind of think it wasn't over the line. Then I saw the foul as well. But um, I, I mean, all credit to Harley Dean for trying to push the goalkeeper into the goal. That was fantastic. Um, if it comes in off, many ways, that legend. was a highlight, Matt, wasn't it? It's like if we can't get it in any other way, <laughs> we're just going to push you and well, the ball in. It's such a blade. It's just two hands, and he just pushes him into the post. It's brilliant. If uh, go watch it again and look out for Harley Dean because it's brilliant. Um, yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> you're six yards out, Harvey. I mean, how is it's, it? The uh, we have seen from? players miss from there before. It's not the worst miss we have. I'm not going to make not, mention. But it's just where's your luck at that point? But um, I'm going to go there. Yeah, but it's just like that. Where's your luck at that point? You know, it, it, it's it's got to that point and the, the end of the game and you've got a good chance. I mean, you've got Nibs there. I think Ia Bishman's there as well next yeah, to him and it's cool. just sliced up onto the bar and down onto the goal line. You know, maybe if we had a certain Russian linesman from 1966, he might have called that a goal. We don't know. But um, but but yeah, it, it wasn't a goal and it just capped off, you know, another away away performance we can't win we can't win we can't get a point two points even get a point. this is the worst thing about the away run in many ways yeah. it's not yeah. it's not the fact that we always lose it's long I mean, just answering my own question it's the fact that we can't even manage to get a draw yeah i mean yeah. if you can't win just learn how not to lose you know this would be and but i'm putting this together with last season so it is a little bit unfair but mm. this team just needs to learn how not to lose and joby was talking about that on sky 
in saying that sometimes you just need to tough it out and just accept it mm -hmm. that's how it's going to be and you just yeah. move on and you progress and you start to get that mentality and then it's after that you start to pick up i mean you could feel it from jb last night he so wanted us to score he so yeah. did he, yeah he could feel it in his voice but he was he was very good i mean jb's brilliant on the tv i'm incredibly biased but it is nice to have someone on there from uh, Reading, but it wasn't over the line, was it? There's, no, 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 it wasn't. It, 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 it didn't seem it in the ground, and no, uh, you know, watching it back, you know, it's but like, like a but, stupid but it's... I also celebrated slightly at home <laughs> when you absolute fuckwit. <laughs> <It's like... laughs> I I do kind of feel though with with, with this team, and I mean, and it's uh, well, it's refreshing seeing obviously the young kids but you can kind of you can feel it's a young team and you can feel it's a young team kind of going towards the end of games and all we can do is hope that i guess nick that they develop from here you know they they take these learnings because it's different to last year we're not we're not getting battered in games i think it's been a bit ott from fans on twitter saying that we were battered yesterday we weren't battered Exeter, we weren't battered both games we could have won on a different on a different day we've, we've noted you know three really like really good opportunities for reading that game which on another day might go in cambridge had chances as well to score yes they did but you know on another day, it could swing the other way. And this young team just needs to find a way of starting to grind these results out, getting the experience. You, you only learn one way, I guess. But, I mean, positives for you, Nick. What positives do you take from this young team going forwards? I think we've got a lot of young quality, um, which is a positive. Uh, there's not much of a positive from the game itself, if I'm honest. I mean, there's three players this season so far that I think we can take but you can't take it, give any stick to really. That's Button, Abby, and Big Kelvin up top. I think even Vickers, you can just say there's a few things there that make him not quite ready. Uh, you know, he's ready to be involved, but not not as like the second coming of Elise kind of ready. Um, but we've got players coming back, which is my positive. We've got Smith three weeks away, which is a bit frustrating, but it's not far. Ballard is another striker. Makairu, Jaria, who I think could be seriously good at, should be seriously good at this level. Uh, Binden, who I think, you know, Dean's been fine, but I think Binden has a bit more on the ball. Uh, him and Abby are working well. And Lewis Wing, I think we've missed him last year because we don't really have any midfield. We've got Hutch and... I think the biggest thing with, with, with Wing is options, you know, because it, if we have Wing, yeah. we can take Savage off and bring Wing on. You know, it's that strength and depth which just isn't there right now. And yeah, we, we said the same up front. Coming back, hopefully coming back. And then we can build results with strength. We can bring on players to nip the win or see the game out or at least get the point because we've got that quality off the bench. We didn't have that yesterday. Uh, and, it, you know, I don't want to say that cost us, but I think it, it did to an extent. And I think Exeter similar. No, I agree. No, absolutely. Um, jumping to some questions from Twitter, Paul. Yes, that was a very nice pass over there, Lansley. I've got to say, very professional, that. Um, uh, one here from Neil Rees. It's very simple. Is Ovi the answer? I think oh, it's a big one, on. isn't it? It's a big come one on. because... Let, 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 well, hang on, hang on. Let me let me just say, <laughs> I can see all the red and Lansley. You're like, you did, you did. <laughs> uh, it's like you started so positive at the start of this podcast, and then during the recording, you've just gone down. Slowly gone down. It's it's the yeah, way. I mean, we'd Ovi, we'd all love him to come in and do well, but the problem is, there's just so little evidence of it over the mm. last few years, isn't there, Nick? 
Yeah, he's, uh, there, there is little evidence of it. The last sort of 18 months, two years, apart from a Fulham game, away at Fulham, where he was sensational. He just hasn't really done it since really Swift left as well. But I do think partly that was Paul Lintz football. He wasn't interested in an Ovi-type player, and Ovi probably wasn't interested in him, and I think that's part of the problem. Um, I do think he would suit Sellers' football, and I do think he should if fit and wants to. I don't know if it's it's up to him now, I think, but he could tear this league apart. Uh, I don't want to say he's the answer, but I think he could make a serious difference. But that's if he wants to make a difference. It's not whether he can, because we know he can. We know he's top player. He's a top footballer. I think at this level, he could tear things apart. Um, and I really want him to come back and get involved and show that. But it, it's hard to say if that will happen. That's the most I'm not sure he would suit Sellers football. Yeah. He doesn't run enough. I don't think he would suit Sellers football. He's, he's, he doesn't run enough. He's brilliant on the ball and he's good in the ball playing team. But I, I, I can't really remember a game where he's run his socks off. He was it like, you know, and I'm not trying to slate him on that side of things. I just don't think he's a player that's... That, that, that's going to press. He's a bit like, a bit yeah, like Andy Carroll. He's, he's not notoriously a presser, but he does work. He's always, for me, he's always worked defensively quite well. So mm. we'll work hard, yeah, track back. Defensively, yeah. He just won't mm. press going forward. Well, he might do, but I've not seen the evidence of that, like you yeah. were just saying. And so that, that's the interesting bit of it. Can he, can he really do that? Maybe just drop him deeper and he, he's that creative spark in that midfield because he can Possibly. do that. Yeah. I think ultimately, though, we've just not seen him for you know two and a half three years really best mm. part of probably maybe maybe a bit sooner than uh actually yeah, probably about one and a half years actually you know so it's i think we're talking hypotheticals with him and we've said you know for all that time what if he makes a difference what if and it's never come to fruition has it yet so no no be good question because he's this little oh god can use the word starlet starlet that we've got in our squad and that possibly might, and we're at the point now where we're looking for one player to lift us up. And maybe in League One that is possible because I look at the quality of League One and I know we have been shite. Uh, I mean, no way dressing this up if you're listening from another club, but the standard is pretty low compared to the championship. So yeah. we'll have to wait and see on that one. Let's get some more perspective on this from uh, Matty Lovegrove. A lot of people still have unrealistic expectations on how our season should be going. It's not going great at the moment. These young players are playing a lot of games. Maybe add one more, two more experienced players into the starting eleven would help. It'll come good eventually. We just can't panic. And we've got to remember, it was only a few weeks ago that we were saying the first, I don't know, five or six weeks are going to be pre-season, Matt. So it is a fair point that he's making there. Reality is always harder though, right, isn't it? <laughs> it, I can't disagree with you on that, but he is. When if you look at yeah. it like that, it is a fair point. No, it is, and you know, I think like again, I hate bringing out the cliche: the international break comes at a good time for us. It, it gives sellers, you know, a couple of weeks to cut off resets. We got a bloody big game the other side of it against Bolton. You know, that's going to be a really, really tough game. Um, but I, I think we're kind of at the end of, I guess, that preseason honeymoon. I guess you can maybe say. Um, I guess we can now start looking after maybe this international break, what happens. But again, it's a tough run because then you have Bolton, then you've got Blackpool away. You know, it's a tough run of games um, or tough two games to kind of kick off with. Kind of look at that and you think if you've got two points from that, that's pretty good, you know. Um, but 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 yeah, it's reality's harder. We were saying that, you know, a few weeks back. Um, and I do think there's signs because, you know, we've not been blown away by teams. Um, I said it earlier, you know, I'll say it again. We've not been blown away by teams. We're defensively 
pretty good. Um, you know, there's chances there. We just need to start taking them. We need to start making our own luck on that side of things. You know, winning, winning these games one nil. You know, and not losing in one nil, or even just drawing them. You know, eking out a draw, getting a last minute winner somewhere. Um, once they start doing that, I think you know, tide tides will change. But again, it's easier said than done, isn't it? Thoughts on that, Nick? Uh, not much to to add to differently to to Matt. I think the points very valid, very good. I pretty much agree with it all. It's just I think frustrating as as you pointed out earlier um, with the lack of quality in the league, and we do have quality still, although they're young. I mean, Cambridge is, as I said earlier, there, there was no real individual quality there, and we're just not. We need to be better still. Even I think it's a mixture of being realistic knowing it's going to take time and you know we're, we're at a different point we've had our slow start for off the field issues uh for the most part um but still just want a bit more against the lesser quality teams and just just in a way win or just put me in better spirits but yeah i, I agree with the point in general yeah it's, he's right he's spot on in a way win isn't that what we're all craving at the moment <laughs> It's it's been too long, you know. We we've rattled off the stats enough on the away on the away win. It's um, yeah, it's tough being a Reading fan at the moment. Um, we'll go. I think we'll wrap it up there. Um, I mean, Nick, Paul, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, everyone, obviously for your questions as well today. It's been been good, kind of discussing it, having another. I was going to say hour of therapy, not quite 40, 42 minutes of therapy. You know, I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Um, if you have, give us a five star, five star rating, like obviously at, at, at the social and everything. Follow us on there for all the latest content. We'll be back in a couple of weeks to preview the Bolton game. We've got a couple of weeks off. Go and enjoy it. Switch off from Reading FC. Probably need it because it's going to probably be a, uh, a long road when we come back. So, Thank you, everyone, for, for listening. I've been Matt Lansley. This has been the Post Match Podcast. We'll catch you on the next one.